0: So as I was going up the hill, the, the four wheeler started to stall a little bit, and so I just I gave it a little extra gas. Well, I gave it too much gas, and I guess there was too much weight on the back of the four wheeler. And so when I gave it the gas, <clears throat> um, as we were going up the hill, the the front wheels flipped up, and then um, and then it just continued to do a back roll. I think because I was the driver and I was right under the handlebars, um, I took a pretty heavy impact. They couldn't handle my my injuries, so they were getting ready to transfer me to um, a bigger hospital that, could, that had like a trauma center. That was the moment when I realized, um, this is serious, I had a, a cracked skull, um, my right ocular orbit was shattered, my cheekbone was shattered, my nose, my jaw, ribs. And so there were just times where I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even look at myself, because if I didn't look at myself, I would forget. I wouldn't, I didn't forget the accident. I would forget what I looked like. I can't believe, like, this is my life. And, um, you know, I'm not even, like, no one can recognize me. I mean, in the darkest times, I mean, I you know, I didn't you know, I felt worthless. I felt I had like I had no purpose. Like, what is the point? You know, and I was lost. I didn't know what the plan was um, or why. Even if you're angry with God, still spend time with God. And I, and as hard as it is, it's gonna sound crazy, but be thankful because there are just magnificent things that will happen because of that event there's something on the other side of that that's gonna be absolutely amazing hey my name is Rachel Searcy I'm a wife and a mom of three I have an appreciation for interior design and skincare I'm a southern girl by birth but my heart lives in a brownstone next to Central Park You can find me at any given moment carpooling children and introducing them to music legends from Fleetwood Mac to Maroon 5. And this is my Get Up Story. Well, hey girl, welcome to this week's episode of Get Up Girl, a podcast inspired by women of all cultures and backgrounds who have been toe-to-toe in the ring of discouragement, disappointment, defeat, and how they got back up to fight. Each episode, we'll be discussing, well, all the things. Marriage, business, parenting, racial divides, grief, loss, and everything in between. We believe that you will be encouraged by these women through their stories. So come on, girl, it's time to get up.
1: Okay, so this is exciting because I have a really special guest on the podcast today. (laughs) I have my sister. Um, So, Rachel, first of all, thanks for coming. And it's like 9 o'clock at night, so we're partying. Yep. Also, have my other sister here, Leah. Holler. (laughs) Just uh, a studio audience of one tonight. It's a support group. Yeah. Um, But, no, this is really exciting. And so um, I asked Rachel to be on the podcast because Rachel has a – very, we actually, the three of us share an experience with Rachel. Um, and I wanted her to talk about it. And it's probably going to get super emotional because <laughs> this hits home for all of us sitting in this room. Um, you know, a year, well, really longer than that, uh, two years ago probably, um, when the Lord kind of gave me this dream for this podcast, I sat down. I mean, obviously, I'd, you know, prayed about it and was like, okay, this is, you know, if this is something we're gonna do. And so, um, actually, I have the list on my computer, but I sat down and I prayed and I asked the Lord to give me a list of names. And, you know, I was like, I don't wanna just ask people just willy-nilly, just for the sake of having a podcast. And so I asked the Lord for a list of names and I prayed for a couple weeks. And as different women came to my mind and I thought about just what I knew about their story, you know, and so I'd write their names down and whatever. And um, you were one of the original people that, Mm He brought to my heart, and that was two years ago. So that's how long it took me to ask you. Wow, that's funny. <laughs> um, because I just asked you a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Because I knew y'all were coming in town, and so I just wanted you to know, like, this was not a like, oh, Rachel's in town, maybe she'll do the podcast. Um, you were one of the original people on my list, so it just took me a while to get up the courage to ask you. But also, I didn't, I didn't want it to be insensitive either. So anyway, that's kind of the backstory of how we're sitting in this room.
0: But well, uh, I have to say when I got the text, I mean, I've heard uh, several of your podcasts and all of the women that you've interviewed have just been like very moving and um, their stories are just so um, powerful. So the fact that I get to sit in this seat and with these group of women is definitely um, it's an honor. But when you sent me the text, um, I never really expected like, you know, it was kind of, it took me by surprise because I Mm -hmm. never really expected like, oh, you know, that I would um, share my story, my story on like this platform. Um, So when I got the text, I I read it and I froze and I just was like, oh my gosh, you know, I haven't thought about this um, situation or this story or this time frame in my life i haven't thought about it in so long sorry I'm when i got hated. the text um, it was like a flood of emotion just came over me mm-hmm. and um and i know i didn't respond for quite some time mm-hmm. and i know i know i was like thinking to myself i know Leanne's probably thinking like oh no like she's like i've pissed her off or irritated her, I've made her mad or whatever. But then finally, you know, after I'd calmed down and I'd gathered my emotion and um if God could use this story um in some way, more than happy um and honored to share um this season. Yeah.
1: That I went through. Yeah. And and I know this is hard for you to talk about. Like you said, you haven't thought about it in I don't even know how long. Um, but I'm interested to know what did Ben say when he when you told well, him Well,
0: actually, I didn't tell him until today. Oh, snap, yeah. <laughs> he was like, he's like, what are we doing tonight? And I'm like, oh, well, because he was at, he he said he was like, hey, do you want to um babysit Lincoln? So um, Leanne and Philip can go have a date night. And I'm like, that's really sweet of you, but I forgot to tell you that I'm doing a podcast <laughs> And he's like, he um so honestly, like, Ben is always very sensitive to when I get emotional and especially about this subject. And so Mm -hmm. um, I know when he hears it, though, he's he's always very supportive. And yeah, um, you know, any anything that like helps me heal or like work through any kind of emotion, he's um, always there for me. So,
1: yeah, let's just give a little bit. I'll give a little backstory. So 2003. Yep. Rachel and her now husband Ben, but y'all were dating at the time. Sweet little
0: babes. (laughs) How long had y'all been dating? Like months. Like it was fresh. We so Ben, I'd actually was bringing Ben into town to meet mom. That's right. So it was the first time, like Ben had was like meeting the family. We, you know, we were newly dating. I mean, I think we our first date was like Valentine's. Okay, so that was February. And then, wow, yeah, March, April, May, wow. And then four months later, you know, brought him into town to meet the family, and then um, the accident happened. And then, you know, honestly, with like being newly um, in a relationship, you'd really don't know this person. I mean, yeah, you've experienced this um, event with someone, but I mean, four months in, it's like it would be so easy to just be like, you know, hey, it's a little heavy for me. Yeah. Like, you know, and I, I think I'm, you know, going to exit or go a different route. And yeah. I would, you know, totally been understanding of that. Yeah. But um, he was there with me through, like, everything.
1: And so kind of take us from yeah. from there. Um,
0: So we were... Well, I think at the very, I think it's really crucial though that we discuss what we ate for dinner because that's going to come back up later in the in the story. Oh, we had spaghetti. Do you remember we had spaghetti <gasps> oh, dinner? Oh God, <laughs> sweet Lord,
1: yes. And I know where you're going with that.
0: <laughs> yes. So we got into town and we were like, okay, let's eat dinner, and we had spaghetti and salad and bread and um. And then dinner was over, and it was like, you know, it was, so it was lighter. In the evening. So we had, you know, tons of time left. And we're like, let's go outside. Let's, like, get the dirt bikes out. Let's get the four-wheeler out. Let's, you know, go outside. Yeah. And do some riding. Yeah. Because that's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so you and Ben mm-hmm. got on the four-wheeler. Yep. Me, ben and I got on the four-wheeler. And uh, I was the driver. He was riding, um with me behind me just you know trotting around the yard and um, we saw this hill and you know we're like oh let's go up the hill and um, so as I was going up the hill the, the four-wheeler started to stall a little bit and so I just I gave it a little extra gas well I gave it too much gas and I guess there was too much weight on the back of the four-wheeler and so when I gave it the gas Um, as we were going up the hill, the, the front wheels flipped up and then, um, and then it just continued to do a back roll. And, um, Ben was a, he was able to, to jump off and get out of the way. And I, I think because I was the driver and I was right under the handlebars, um, I took a pretty heavy impact. And, um, so the four-wheeler flipped, um, four-wheeler flipped up over on top of me Um, I landed on my back and the majority of the impact um, went to my face and um, I'm sorry so it so when I so I landed on my back the four-wheeler flipped over on top of me and the handlebars um, pretty much hit me in the face the amazing thing about it is that um I never lost consciousness. Mm-hmm. But immediately after impact, um my I guess I it it hit me so hard that my face immediately swelled, like swelled. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't open my eyes. Um so I couldn't see anything. But I could hear everything. Mm. Um which, you know, everybody was pretty calm. I mean, you could hear kind of like the frantic pitches in, in people's voices, but you could tell like they were trying to be calm too. Um, poor mom. I mm. mean, which now having children, I, I could not imagine, yeah. um, going through something like that with, um, seeing your child go through something like that. um, so anyway, once, you know, the, they were able to get me, I think Hal pulled, the, he got, he jumped, ran, jumped in the car, got the car and um, drove it over to where I was at. And they uh, loaded me um, in the backseat of the car. And um, it's kind of funny because I, I could hear everything. Um, and, you know, so Ben's talking to me. He's like asking me questions like, how are you feeling? Do you have any pain? And I didn't have any pain. And I guess it was just like, either the adrenaline or the shock, I'm sure, you know, my body was just like, um, taking over whatever that pain, um, I just hadn't kicked in yet. But, um, so Ben was trying to call, you know, he was definitely talking to me, you know, and asking me questions and, um, but how I was driving and he was, it's kind of funny because I remember him getting so frustrated with the other driver's because he was trying to get to the hospital, it was that's like that's still pretty accurate about yeah. about dad. Yeah, and um, and so finally we got to the emergency room, and um, we went to a smaller hospital um, next to their house, and you know they got me checked in, they um, looked me over, and I don't know how long we were there. I don't think it was very long, um, but. They couldn't handle my my injuries. so they were getting ready to transfer me to um, a bigger hospital that could that had like a trauma center. and yeah. I think and still this whole time, I mean, I haven't lost consciousness. All I can do is like hear people talking or if they're asking me some you know questions I can definitely answer them, but you know, I can't see anything and um and still through this whole time, I mean, like I, I didn't think this was like a really big deal. I'm like this is it can't be that bad you know mm-hmm. um and i think when it did hit me like this might be a serious situation um i don't know where i was exactly in the hospital what i was imagining was i mean i was laying like on a bed or on a stretcher and um there were two people at that they may have been nurses i'm not 100% sure And they were having a conversation with each other, like, just small talking as they were waiting for, I guess, like, the ambulance to come and pick me up. And, um, I said, I, I felt, it felt like somebody was slamming my bed into the wall. Like, like they were just leaning up and like rocking my bed into the wall. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, that doesn't really feel so great. And so I said, "I'm, I'm sorry, can you please stop hitting my bed or there's something hitting my bed. Can you make it stop? And they were like, ma'am, like no one is really around you. Like there's no one standing close to your bed. And I was like, okay. And he said, have you had any pain medication? And I was like, I mean, I can't see. Um, I don't think I've had anything unless, I mean, I don't think I've had an IV. I, I really don't know. And I said, no, I don't, I don't think I've had anything. And he was like, okay, we will take care of you. We will handle this, and we will make this stop. And so then when he said nobody was um, around my bed, and then I was like, okay, like I've got a head trauma, which is crazy because the fact that it took me, you know, that amount of time to really realize, like, Wow, you're you're like this is serious. It just it's shocking to me that it took, like it wasn't an instant um, notification. Like, yeah, this is a serious situation from the very first moment that I felt the handlebars um, hit me. It would I was always just kind of like in my my process of thinking through everything. I was like, yeah, this is not a big deal yeah I'll be fine like a couple days I'll be okay yeah um until I felt that banging my body banging against the wall and I I actually was not moving at all it was um I mean I still can't even explain it I don't even know really what it was Mm. but that was the moment when I realized um this is serious yeah so yeah yeah Anyway, and then, um, once they finally got me in the ambulance, um, it's so funny because like when you can't see, um, you're really relying on your other senses, Yeah. especially like hearing, because you're trying to hear what everybody's saying. You're trying to figure out like Mm. where you're at, who's around you. Um, did that ever like the fact that you couldn't see, was that ever scary for you? Or, I mean, I uh, it really wasn't, which is um, kind of bizarre. But I re- I think honestly, I mean, like looking back at it, you know, after I like had time to process and um, think about everything, you know, all the all the different phases that happened, it was God, because He was like, I think if I had seen all of the blood and. Yeah what my what I looked like I think I would not have been able to have the like mental strength to go through yeah um everything that was about to come toward you know come for me yeah um so yeah I mean it was annoying um but I was always just it I didn't I didn't panic so they they transferred me to a um A larger hospital that can handle the trauma and um I remember the ambulance they took me over by ambulance and so um the guy that was sitting in the back of the ambulance with me was so kind and gentle it was like when Mm -hmm. I had to I mean he talked to me through the whole you know the whole ride over there and um I remember when I had to leave I was like when we had to go separate ways. I was like I I was sad that I was losing this person that was with me that, you know, was helping me um stay calm. And then I had to get in, reintroduced to a whole nother um setting. Yeah. And meet all new people by voice. And um mm. so we got to the new hospital. Of course, there was like a long check-in, you know, process. You know, answering tons of questions. Yeah. Meeting, you know, all of these different physicians coming through, going, um, coming, and um, I think I was like in a holding area, and they were getting ready to put me in ICU. And um, I think like family. I know family was coming in. And they were talking to me, and they were, like, you know, just, like, giving me words of encouragement. Like, we're here. We're praying. Like, you know, people would come in and pray over me. And I I don't know if, Leah, if you were in there in the room or not. I know you were, Leah, Mm -hmm. and Mom. And there was a doctor in there, and I was like, "Um, I feel like I'm going to be sick. And he's like, okay, are you going to puke? And I'm like, yeah, like, I'm about to throw up. It's coming. (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And, um. And so he was like, okay, just turn your head, turn your head to the right. And I expelled um, all of the spaghetti from dinner. And I think, Leanne, I think you were like within inches. Yeah. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I sure was. (laughs) So that was a good moment. Uh Uh-huh. Um And I remember, I think we even, like, may have, like, had a little chuckle. But I think, Leanne, you were traumatized. Like, I think you, like, ran out of the room. I
1: did. Because I specifically remember this moment because I thought it was blood. Right. Because it was red spaghetti sauce. Yeah. And so when you threw up, which I was inches from, so I barely missed that one. I mean, I just, I lost my mind. Because in my, like, it looked like blood to me. Right. And so dad was like what's going on what's going on and I was like I don't no, you know was like whatever and you know how how dad is he's like doesn't yeah. he's like hey let's lock it up <laughs> dad picked me up by the collar of my shirt like literally grabbed me by the collar of my shirt and picked me up off my feet and he shook me like <laughs> one time like oh my God. <laughs> like literally sh- gave me one shake and he was like leanne Use your words. And I was like, um, I was like, I don't know, she threw up and there was a lot of blood and I don't and then it just like all came out. Well then Ben, like with I mean, yeah. it was just a minute maybe later, Ben comes out and he was like, Hey, it was spaghetti. <laughs> like it wasn't <laughs> and I was like, Oh god. <laughs> because I mean I was like, she's like right. that was it. Yeah like she's she's just going <laughs> like And so Ben clarified for me that it was marinara sauce. (laughs) And I was like, oh, God. And I remember Dad just gave me a look like, "Land!" And I was like, that was so real. That was so real.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was very, it was. um, I think I had um, swallowed so much blood from. I'm sure um, there was blood in there, too. Yeah, because my teeth had gotten. There was another thing. Like, I thought I had lost, like multiple teeth. Well, they, I didn't lose any. It's just that the impact had shifted all of my teeth around. Mm. And so I had like a couple of gaps and, um, uh, so anyway, but, but there was so much blood like just from the impact and I had swallowed so much. Um, but I remember when I was in ICU, um, there was a kid um, in the bed next to me, and he, I think he was in high school, may have been like early college, but um, he was in a, some sort of, it was either automobile accident or motorcycle accident. Mm. And he was on life support, and um, it was like they were about to to pull life support. Mm. And all of his classmates and family members and everybody were there in the waiting room and um I guess right before they pulled um him off of life support they they told everyone hey you can come through and give like you know your words like your last you know like what whatever you would like to share with him this is your time because um we're about to pull him off and I remember he, there were so many people that were that were coming through the room um, to talk to him, and um, which was just—I mean—and and you know, I was trying to like not think about the situation I'm going through, but I am thinking about it, and then I'm thinking about this situation that's going over here on right next to me on this yeah. bed next to me, and um, and then you, and then you start thinking, wow, like. I feel for his him like I mean his family and his friends and these people are so sad. And then I'm also thinking, Oh my god, like they could these people like you could be having going through this too, like your family and your friends mm. could be coming through and, you know, giving their saying their goodbyes and um so it was just there were so many moments, um that I experienced through other people and like thinking about my situation and like, you know, this isn't that bad. Like what I'm going through, yeah, it's not fun, but this like, it could be so much worse. Yeah. Um, and you know, I had an amazing support group and, um, you know, mom was, I don't think she slept for, mm like days yeah and of course like her you know group the group of women that she has they're absolute prayer warriors um yeah and I know that there were just hundreds of people that I didn't even know that were praying for me um which I'm so thankful for and um so um after the time in ICU, they finally, they got me into surgery. Um, and, and I know, I, I think I remember they couldn't operate
1: for a while because you were so swollen. Yes, Is that right? Yeah. So the doctor was like, we can't even get in there. Yeah. Because your face was so yeah.
0: swollen. Um, I mean, I think like I heard someone compare it to the size of like a basketball. It's how swollen it was. They they did wait. They definitely waited for the some of the swelling to go down, um, and then um, they got me in for one my first surgery. Um, and so the injuries um, that I had from the accident, um, I had a a cracked skull. Um, my right ocular orbit. I mm-hmm. think is I don't know the correct terminology. Um was shattered. They said it looked like a ball of cornflakes. Um, and that's basically your eye socket, yes, right? Okay. yeah. And um, my cheekbone was shattered, my nose, my jaw. Um, it was m- most of the impact was to the right side of the face. Um, and then I think ribs, and so the first surgery they did, um, they did what's called a flap surgery, so, they made an incision from um, ear to ear um, from on the top of my scalp and just, you know, peeled the skin back oh. so that they could see, just get a better view of everything that was going on, like with the bones. Of the bones. Okay. Um, and so I think, I mean, I have a couple like titanium plates and the socket and the cheek and the jaw. Um, I think I was in recovery for a couple days and then... Um, My mouth was, it wasn't wired shut, but it was, they i had like some metal, but I couldn't Mm -hmm. open. I mean, I couldn't open my mouth. Um, And was this this, okay, well, let's back up. How many surgeries did you have total? Um, I, I don't know exactly. It's somewhere between five and 10, but I don't have an exact number. Okay. I can't remember. Um
1: was it the i know one of the surgeries they had packed your nose yes and your mouth was yeah um like you said it wasn't like wired shut but it was where you couldn't open yeah and so mom was having to feed you through a straw Mm, that was fun
0: yeah well i had um so the first one was a pretty like serious extensive surgery where they rebuilt the eye socket and the cheekbone it was the first nose surgery one of many um and my jaw and so that one was it was painful like normally I have like I mean a pretty high tolerance for pain mm-hmm. but um this one I couldn't remember weeks after I mean I could just it was like a throbbing just from the my trying to heal through that process um I had double vision for quite some time just because the muscle was damaged and the eye um, didn't sit and so my socket was so damaged that my eye doesn't sit even with the other eye and it sits back and down in the skull um, from where my normal eye is at so it it, and the muscle was damaged so it, it caused all kinds of like vision issues and I had to have a double vision to a surgery to correct the double vision um i you know i had um i went to another doctor in houston where he did some work on me and like they took cartilage from my ear to rebuild my nose um, oh wow i didn't yeah, know that yeah that was pretty cool and then um i had you know a couple of eyelid surgeries just so they could help the appearance of the eyes, so because I had my eyelid would droop or hang lower because of the position of my eye of my eyeball. Mm-hmm. Um, so they tried to um, they, where it would appear like the eyes were more even. So they had to do an eyelid surgery, which that wasn't really anything. Um,
1: and I remember one of your surgeries; it was on your eye, mm-hmm. and you had an eye patch. Yeah. And we have a picture or well mom has it but um and so Ben got an eye patch. Yeah. Because you were you were really self-conscious about it. You hated wearing it. Mm-hmm. And so Ben got an eye patch and wore it and mm-hmm. we have a picture of y'all
0: with your eye patches together. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was just a trooper. Yeah. He really was. I don't think I could have like done as well as I did had I not had him by my side. Yeah. Yeah. So.
1: What did they... Because your jaw was broken. Yeah. And so they had to realign your jaw, and that's when your mouth was... Yes. Closed.
0: Yeah. So they had to... I guess they had to, like, kind of re-break. Like, they so that they could position the jaw in the appropriate place. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they did that, I had to rework the muscles in my mouth. So, like, I could... I could barely, I mean, like a popsicle stick mm. could not go in between my teeth. So I had to do this exercise where I would have to get like at least one popsicle stick in my, in between my teeth to bite on. And I would have to let it rest so that I could work that muscle and like stretch it out. And then, okay, like, let's try two popsicle sticks. So I'm like stacked. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it would, the goal was to get up to like, 10 plus popsicle sticks so that I could get a normal bite of food in my mouth
1: um
0: god and it was not fun I mean I and I remember there was one time my mom was giving me I had to take some medicine and it was through a syringe and my nose was packed um I could barely open my mouth I choked on the medicine and like mom had like a like it was a state of panic and um you know and I'm trying to like trying to like calm myself down so that the medicine can go down, you know, my throat and um I mean there were just moments like that that you know we yeah. had that we experienced with each other and then once we recovered it was like oh that was so funny, you know, like <laughs> so that was that bad. <laughs> we made it. We so um you know uh but. And then I remember you had an eye surgery. What what was it where they had to do the yeah, that, so that was the double vision surgery. Oh, that was that one. Which was really kind of, I mean, it was like a little bizarre. So he it had... Was, it was freaky deaky. Yeah. He had, it was like a um, fishing line that uh. he had sewn through my muscles in my eye. And Ooh. so once I woke up from the surgery, I had like this fishing line hanging down my face out of my eye. Um, and he would do this test with me like, okay, and he would maneuver... the the wire and it's like okay tell me when you see single and when I would see single then he's like okay then he would fit he would tie the knot fix it the muscle and then you know clip it off and then we would do another exercise and he'd fix the next line tie it in the knot clip it off so yeah I mean there were a lot of procedures where it was like very much in my personal space where I had yeah. to be awake and like, you know, this is not that bad. Just like think about something else and just breathe through it. Like we can do this. This is going to be for the, you know, it's going to make this situation better. So, yeah. And well, and, let, and let's
1: and let also back up. So mm-hmm. you were coming in town and you lived in Houston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you didn't even live here. Yeah. In... didn't live here. Shreveport, Bossier. Right. So... Once this accident happened, you moved in Mm -hmm. with us.
0: Yeah. And moved to, I mean. Yeah, moved from Houston, Texas, where, I mean, I would, you know, I had a job. I had, um, I mean, you know, starting your career at, you know, you're 26, um, which is just, I think, is, like, such a great time in your life. Like, you're out of college. You're experiencing, like, independence Um, financially, you know, trying to get on your feet and figure things out and um, to then just one second, that's like, that's not your story. And you move back in with your mom, you can't, you can't take care of yourself. I mean, mom had to, there were even like, there was a couple of weeks where mom had to like, she had to take me to the shower and make sure everything was getting, you know, washed and like help me wash my hair. And, um, I couldn't drive. I I mean, it was just, everything just stopped. And, um, so going through that was extremely very difficult. And I think I, I mean, I was even going through a state of like depression of, you know, I can't believe like this is, my life and um you know I am not even like no one can recognize me like I can't even you know I can't really eat I can't um do any really much of anything for myself and um yeah so but the one of like the blessings out of this um before the accident Um, Mom and I really weren't that... Like, we weren't close. Our relationship was just... um, It was very surface. It was like, you know, it's my mom. I love my mom. Yeah. But I don't really have a relationship with my mom. Yeah. Um, And I missed that. But it wasn't like something that I was really working on. Um, And so I think this was also something else that God was working on in my life. Yeah. Um, and he got my attention and was like, you know what? This is, um, this is really important and this needs to be mended. And, um, Mom, I mean, we bonded so well through that period and, um, became so close. So I'm, I'm very thankful, um, for the accident, you know, to, to be able to regain that relationship with her. And, um, so Mm. it's just amazing. Like when I look back at it and I mean, I was, I was pissed. I was angry. Um, I mean, there were times where I couldn't even like look at myself in the mirror because I was just so like, horrified of what I saw, um, and so there were just times where I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even look at myself, because if I didn't look at myself, I would forget, I wouldn't, I didn't forget the accident, I would forget what I looked like, um, I mean, and there were times when, you know, people that I knew that, you know, grew up with, and I would see them, and they—they oh, they didn't recognize me, mm. um, which was—I mean—I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. I was like, I just kind of felt like, what's, what's the point of like even doing anything? You know, why yeah. even, why try? Um, so, um, probably for about a year, I think, the first year out of the from the wreck, from the accident. Um, it was really tough. I lived with mom, had multiple surgeries, um, and I finally got like, I was able to get like a little part-time job and mom, mm-hmm. you know, d- drove me back and forth to work. And so that was helpful. It helped me like heal in so many ways and just like focus on something else. And, um, yeah.
1: Cause I mean, when you, because you, I mean, you lost your job in Houston, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, where you were living and everything because you were here, because your yeah. doctor,
0: your surgeons were here. Yeah. I lost my insurance. I, like, I lost all my benefits. I mean, I had to go, like, on a um, – they offered to put me an insurance plan, um, but the cost of it was so astronomical. Yeah. Being unemployed, there's no way that I would have been able to financially um, support – you know, that bill or that, um, added expense. And so, um, yeah, it was, um, there was a lot of stuff to work
1: through. Yeah. And I know you, I mean, you're, you are hands down the most independent person I know. And so I'm sure I could only imagine going from that and having this career to now your life has taken mm-hmm. a full 180. You're back home. Yeah. My I gosh. mean, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like back in your hometown, back on the right. same five acres where <laughs> yeah. you grew up pretty much.
0: Yeah. Um, it was a moment. It was definitely like just a moment of, yeah, you think, you know, you you can do all this on your own and you can, you're good. You don't need anybody. And I definitely had that, like frame of mind of like I don't need anyone I don't want your help I can do it on my own yeah I make my own money and I can take care of myself it's almost kind of like you get too big for your britches mm-hmm. like honey no that's I know you think you can do it but <laughs> I'm gonna teach you something different and so um yeah so
1: so okay, so let's talk about Ben. Mm-hmm. So at the time, Ben so Ben's a pilot, yeah, and he was flying for Continental yep. Airlines. Is that yep. right? Yeah. So when this happened, because Ben, <laughs> Ben basically moved in with us too. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did. Other than he, when he would go fly, and then he would come right back, right back. Yeah. And so, what was that? Um, what was that dynamic like between y'all's, like with y'all's
0: dating relationship? Yeah. Like how did that affect y'all? Um, it's so many different ways. I mean, at first, you know, I'm, I thought, I'm like, he's crazy. Like he is absolutely crazy for like, we're like maybe four months in to a relationship. And like, he's just gonna like, basically this is what, you know, he's going to go to work and then come back, live, eat, breathe, this experience with me. Um, Now, if it were somebody that had been in a relationship for like a year plus, absolutely, like I would, I would understand that. But I just couldn't, I I just thought like, I can't believe, you know, it's crazy that he's um, doing this. But in that, I saw um, a man that was extremely loving and caring and would do anything For the people that he loves. Yeah. And. I couldn't ask for a a better partner in life, you know. Um, He's tough, but he is. um, One of the greatest um, loving, caring and thoughtful people that I know. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, through this experience, we definitely learned a lot about each other a lot faster. Uh Um, and, um, I mean, yeah, there were times where, you know, I was just angry and he was the person that got the brunt of it. I mean, I wasn't angry at him. I was just angry at the situation and, you know, I would just pick a fight because I wanted to pick a fight. I I needed to get that emotion off of me and he stood next to me with grace and, um, And then when he asked me to marry him, I was like, what? he's really, really crazy. <laughs> so um, but you know he I couldn't imagine spending my life with anyone else. So. yeah.
1: well, and you know I remember when Ben would when he was not flying, mm-hmm. so he would be with us because mm-hmm. you mo- you moved in the guest bedroom. Mm-hmm. And Ben had a just a mattress
0: yeah. on the floor. Like an inch thick mattress. Oh, yeah. I don't even know that. <laughs> Not comfortable. Like what? just sleep on the floor. Right. No um,
1: and so Ben would, you know, leave for a few days to go fly. Mm-hmm. And then he would come in and he would sleep on that mattress. You know, especially mom. I remember mom telling Ben, you know, you don't have to stay here on your like go go home for a few days like we between all of us we can we yeah. got it we can do it and Ben just would not no he would not leave mm-hmm. I mean he would not go home and so um and I remember when Ben would be at the house you know well obviously I mean I never had brothers because I have you two so mm-hmm. um but you know Ben would give me these big brother talks oh yeah loves those
0: uh-huh. he loves to get those
1: <laughs> yep which was great for me because i didn't i didn't right i didn't have like a the brother protector yeah. you know and so that was like new territory for me yeah. and so i remember he'd come in my room and he'd just grab a pillow lay down on the floor i'd be doing homework or something yeah he'd ask me how my day was at school you dating anybody you got a crush on anybody you know and he would be like hey listen You know, I mean, he talked to me about like sex before marriage. I mean, he talked to me about like, you know, you don't ever let a guy talk you into anything you don't want to do. You don't ever, and I was like, oh, uh, yeah, all right. I mean, (laughs) because like, obviously, you know, like our, I mean, our dad had taught us that kind of stuff, but it's different when it's from. Absolutely. And so I just remember those conversations with Ben. I was like, oh, okay, okay, (laughs) yeah, got it, got it. And I think even when I was going off to college or, you know, applying for colleges, I wasn't going off yet, but applying for colleges and, he gave me the college pep talk and, yeah. um, you know, just those kind of, just those sweet conversations that, yeah. you know, I just, I never had those right with a brother. Yeah. And, um, so those are, those are sweet for me with Ben and he still does those today. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he gave me a financial pep talk today in the <laughs> living room. So, <laughs> and so I guarantee
0: great. you, like he would be right there with like, you know, grow, I remember, you know, in high school there was a moment like i was going to homecoming and how strategically just happened to be cleaning his shotgun like just wind what a i mean that like legit happened <laughs> it's not and and i, I, I didn't it. you know think anything about it but now like thinking back i'm like oh yeah okay i see what you were doing uh-huh. ben would be he would be handing him the gun oil with another gu- i mean like he would yeah, like that would be his friend too. For like any of any any of you, yeah, either one of you, and um, so he, uh, yeah, I mean, like he's one of those that once like you're in his circle, you don't mess with my circle. Mm-hmm. Like that's how he is, and yeah, um, he's a protector. That's for sure. Yeah.
1: Um. Okay, so let's fast forward. So. Your, your stint of surgeries lasted,
0: oh, through the first year. So everything in Louisiana, it happened up to a year after the surgery. And then they released me. They were like, okay, we think you're sitting good, you know, where we're at. And um, there were a couple of things that I just physically I wasn't pleased with. And it was just kind of. I had to go down my own journey of, like, what else can I do to, like, help with my eye or, you know, just so I can feel more comfortable with, like, in social settings. Um, I mean, because I got to the point where, I, like, I wouldn't make eye contact with people. I would not. Mm. I didn't like to go out. I mean, I still have issues with having my picture taken, like, family portrait time. I'm like... You know, do I have to? And my kid, honestly, my kids have never said anything about it. Like, Mom, what's wrong with your eye? Like, Yeah. um, Which is just, you know, they don't see that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is something that I do still struggle with. Because I always love having pictures of my kids. And, like, that's, like, the main thing. But then there's, like, that moment where, like, it's, okay, let's have the whole family. Let's have, like mom and kids, and it's, you know, I mean, I want my kids to have these pictures, but then I always struggle with, um, God, this picture could be so pretty. It would look so much better if this situation, we, you know, wasn't here. Yeah. Um, which I know is like the devil. And, um, so, I mean, yeah, am I fully healed? Like, Mentally, emotionally, um, I work on it every day. Um, Some days are better than others. Depends on if I have a great haircut or not, you know. I mean, (laughs) so, bad haircut is real bad. (laughs) So, um, you know, anyway. But but then, so yeah, surgeries lasted in Louisiana up to a year, and then I moved to... um, when I transitioned back to Houston, um, I found a, a doctor in Houston that helped me with a few things, but he was like, you know, Hey, you know, reality check, you know, he had that conversation with me. Mm-hmm. There's only so much, you know, we can do. And, yeah. um, and you know, and I finally got to that point where it was like, okay, you know, this, I'm um, we're good. I'm good. Yeah. So, um,
1: so did you ever have, because I know you mentioned that you were angry, mm-hmm. not at anyone, just at the situation, and like you said, you would just pick a fight yeah. just to get that emotion out, but um, did this event affect your
0: belief system or your thoughts about God? I never, like, lost faith. I, I, I was angry at God. Uh, because I didn't understand. Like, I was frustrated and, and mad. Like, why am I going through this? I know there's a reason, but I don't understand. And, I, you know, and then in looking back, I, under, I know those reasons now. You know, it was mom mending mm. ha- that relationship with mom. And um, had that relationship, I mean, had that accident not happened, Ben and I probably wouldn't. We would have we would have dated for a little while, but it would have just been like, okay, you know, mm. I wouldn't have seen um the man that he truly is and like how much he loves me and um you know, wouldn't have these three beautiful babies had that accident not happened, yeah um, but yeah, I mean i I was um, <clears throat> able to like. I mean, I had so much free time on my hands other than, like, surgeries. <laughs> I was able to, like, go to, like, youth uh, camp as a counselor with mom, like, one summer. Yeah, and, it was with us. Yeah. With me. And, um, you know, so, which was great. I mean, it was fun. And, um, I mean, I did no counseling. I mean, I was more of just, like, you know, an onlooker of, like, all the events. But I was mm-hmm. able to go and um, just hang out. And... um. So I think it was just a time of like healing on so many different fronts. And uh, just realizing like what's important in life. Yeah. Um, And what I need to focus on um, for my life and in the coming months and and my future. And, um, but I know like there was, you know, When, and I wanted to go back to this, like when you were sharing your story about the helmet. Did you know that mom, she was in choir and it, it was after the accident. She was in choir and I think it was like, Miss Laney had come to her and said, oh my gosh, Christy, I just heard about this accident that was so similar to Rachel's accident. And she had a helmet on, this girl had a helmet on and the, the, ATV had flipped over on top of her and the gasoline from the act from the the this vehicle from this machine whatever she was on had leaked on to her and in onto the helmet and melted the rubber into on her oh face and like burned her skin even more because of the rubber from the helmet and it was like oh my gosh you know you have these moments of like you can sit there and you can think god if I would have been wearing a helmet you know mm, yeah and then it's like but no I mean really not I mean there's just so many things that can happen and yeah um because I went through that like phase of like dang I mean what how would this have ended had I had a helmet on yeah um but you just you never know like yeah you never know
1: and and that was where I struggled with because I I was like I should have given her my helmet yeah if I would have just given her my helmet
0: yeah and and I would have never like had yeah would have never even there's no way I would have rather have gone through the you know had the injury versus putting you at risk you know having an injury so mm. hopefully that is yeah well no it t- longer it took. It took, yes,
1: um, it took me a while to let go of that, yeah. several years, but, um, and it took me a long time to get back on a dirt bike. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't want, and I, I don't know if it was more, I don't think I struggled with fear yeah. of like, well, what if I have an accident? Right. I think I had some of that, but it was more of, it, it was like a reminder. Yeah. And I was like, well, I right. don't want, I don't want to do that, you know? Um. Which was another one of my questions for you. Did you have any fears or anxieties with, I mean, even getting in a car, mm-hmm. like of having a car accident or anything like that mm-hmm. moving forward? Oh,
0: yeah. I still am a little jumpy. Like I am and n- now I went through this phase of like, I didn't want to drive. I didn't want to, I, I don't even really want to be in a vehicle unless I act, act like I have to be. Mm-hmm. Um, And then finally when I realized, okay, like, you got to get, like, you know, you got to get over this. And then if I was in a vehicle with someone that was driving, I was definitely more jumpy, like, just changing lanes or, you know, something like that. So, I mean, that was another thing that Ben and I, like, we, you know, work through. It's like, he's a horrible driver. And so, like, I have to work through. (laughs) Ben uh, is terrifying (laughs) to get in a car with. (laughs) And so he gets so frustrated with me, but I'm like, no. So. Yeah, I mean, I definitely uh, my, anxi- my anxiety um, was through the roof. Um, just the sound of a four wheeler mm. would like make me nauseous. Um, yeah. Much less like seeing it, and and like today, you know, I mean, I see these kids like in our neighborhood, um, just, I mean, going so fast. Not wearing a helmet, like standing up on these four wheelers, and it's like I just want to go and get like my CAT scans, and they're like, seriously, like look at this, you know, like this, you're like don't do this. It's just not worth it. Do you have any,
1: um, especially like with Grayson, Mm -hmm. because he's older now, but Mm -hmm. also because he's a boy, and just typically boys are more, yeah, adventurous and reckless, you know. But um, like if Grayson were to want a dirt bike or a four wheeler, right.
0: I mean, he he said like, oh mom, that's like he'll see the boys and he's like, oh that's so cool. I want I want a, a four wheeler. Can I get Can we get one of those? I'm like, babe, when you get a job and pay your own bills, yes, <laughs> you can have it. <laughs> you can get that. <laughs> but we're gonna have a serious talk before uh-huh. you know, because they don't know. They still don't know about the wreck. Like we've never had that conversation with Grayson, mm-hmm. um, or showed him any of like the pictures or anything. Um, so. I mean, he gets frustrated with me. He's like, "Ugh," you know, mom, like, right? <laughs> so, but he's still, you know, he's I don't know, still a little too young for us to be like, because his little friends don't have any of that. But I, I know that there will be a day where he's like, "But you know, so and so has one, and why don't I get to have one?" Where you know, so yeah, we'll have that. We'll have that chat with him. Yeah, and honestly, I mean, as long as he is. I mean, you know, I feel like you know if your kid's responsible or not. Um, Yeah. And so I'm hopeful that, like, we will know, okay, is Gray, is he mature enough? Is he responsible enough to make the right decision on, like, what to do in a time that would, that could cause an injury or, you know, something like Mm -hmm. that, so.
1: My last question for you regarding your accident Mm -hmm. is... um, for anyone that has experienced a, a similar traumatic event like this, mm-hmm. do you have any advice or anything um, that you would say mm-hmm. to her? I say her because yeah. it's predominantly probably women listeners. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Do you have anything that you would say to them Yeah. Um, as encouragement or wisdom?
0: Yeah, um, I would definitely – I mean, in order to get um, – to mentally and emotionally survive a traumatic experience. You have to surround yourself with um, people that love you and want the best for you. And um, and definitely, you know, even if you're angry with God, still spend time with God. And, and as hard as it is, its gonna sound crazy, but be thankful because, there are just magnificent things that will happen because of that event mm-hmm. um i mean in the darkest times i mean i you know i didn't you know i felt worthless i felt i had like i had no purpose like what is the point you know and i and i'm not saying like i was i wasn't suicidal but it was just such a depression that i i was lost i didn't know what the plan was um or why but just continue to um have faith and um trust god because um there's something on the other side of that that's going to be absolutely amazing for you and um it's temporary. It's yeah. not lifelong. Yeah. It's such um even though you feel like oh my life has drastically changed and it's for the worst, um it's not. It's just temporary and once you get, you know, through it and on the other side of it, you just realize so many wonderful things that are there for you and waiting for you. Yeah. Um so
1: I agree. And I think To you know, just hearing you talk back through this is you said that you were angry with God. And I think that's okay. Yeah. You know, and I hear a lot of people say, which is fantastic that people who go through a traumatic event in their life, you Mm -hmm. know, that look back and say, you know, I was never angry with God. I I never questioned God. I never, and that is amazing. Yeah. (laughs) But I think also, it's okay to be angry with God because He can handle it. Yeah. And, you know, one thing I always tell myself, <laughs> um, but is is just get in the ring with God and wrestle it out mm-hmm. if you have to, and yell it out and fight it out, whatever right. you have to do, because He can handle it. Yep. And, I think that's one of one of the cool things about your experience is that you're you're very like yeah i was pissed yeah <laughs> and that's okay yeah um because even through that god showed himself faithful mm-hmm. um obviously with healing i mean because i know the doctors were saying well she'll probably um have problems with her eyesight mm-hmm. she may lose vision in that eye she may have this she may have that you know and none of those things came to pass yeah. and so obviously he proved himself faithful even in your physical healing. Um, but in your emotional healing with you and Ben, he's proven himself faithful over the 16 years that y'all been married, you know what I mean? And so, um, I think that's one of the cool things that I'm hearing from you is that, yeah, I was angry at God Mm -hmm. and I wrestled it out with him yeah, and I got on the other side and now you see what God did. And, um, I think that's okay too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's good wisdom. Thank you. Okay, so now I have some fun questions that I ask Okay, everybody. Yeah. Just a little insight into your day-to-day. So what are three things that you do every day? Um,
0: first thing, I mean, I ha- coffee is like, I have to, I drink coffee every mm-hmm. day. Yeah. Um, I second thing is when my kids I see, greet my kids um in the morning I tell them I love them and kiss them and you know give them like words of affirmation oh yeah. I love that and um I don't I just think it's important to like I mean to tr- you know start your day off on a positive foot now we not may not make it like three minutes after that, those positive <laughs> words of affirmation. I mean, it may go downhill how fast, but, um, and then, uh, I'm like adamant about skincare. So I mm-hmm. always have like, I, I got to do my skincare routine, you know? Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. You actually introduced me Lord forever ago mm-hmm. to,
1: um, origins, um, mm. I still use them, have them in my bathroom. That's amazing. Yeah. Every night, which I, I will say post-pregnancy, my yeah. skin is freaking out. Yeah. So yeah. I hope that levels out eventually because it's like doing yeah. things it's never done before. Right. But I'm still using my Nidamins.
0: Nice. It's just, oh, I'm impressed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. All these years. Post- Was that like a capsule or what? what is it exactly? I don't even remember. It's a, um, no, it's a moisture. It's just a, cre-
0: okay, like it's a, a cream. Okay. It's a cream. Okay.
1: Got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. But I think you gave it to me as a gift. I mean, Rachel, I was probably, this is embarrassing. I was probably like I mean, high school or college. Yeah. And I've used that one up. I just keep
0: buying it. I'm right. not still on the same Got it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> same one. Let me just clarify. Right. Um, but yeah, you you were like the first person to introduce me to skincare. Oh, type I love it. Stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, and also let's backtrack to your kids. Mhm. Let's talk about them for a second. Yeah. So Grayson. Yeah.
0: Grayson. He's eight. He's eight. And then the Nuggets just turned five today. Yes. Addie and Lindley are five and Lindley. so um, very vocal and opinionated and a little smidge bossy. But <laughs> I mean precious. So um they are. They definitely have like their personalities and um you know, Gray is He's, I mean, he's, like, sometimes he's super chill and, like, goes with the flow. And then other times he just, like, like has had it. And he, like, will, you know, have a freak out moment. But, mm-hmm. um, I mean, they're all very, like, for the most part, thoughtful and caring. And, you know, can be super sweet to each other and, and mm-hmm. to other people. Um, so, but, yeah. yeah. And...
1: So okay, let I want let's just for a split second talk about the the girls, mm-hmm. twins. Obviously, there's two of them. Can you explain to me how you kept your sanity when you had? <laughs> because I have one singular right baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm losing my mind.
0: Yeah. Well, I have to say, like, I didn't like go fresh into the mom game with a double you know with this with the twin set. So I mean I was I feel like you know like I was kind of eased into it um like I was able to dip my toe in with gray and like get it you know like w- the needs and like what I needed to do all the requirements like under my belt like and then um but here's the other thing though. When people ask me about like when they were newborns or babies I don't remember anything. I'm like, oh, I can't. I have no idea. So probably a gift right. from God. <laughs> I don't know if it was because we didn't sleep or if it was just like, it, You know, I mean, it. You were. De- I mean, there were definitely moments where we were just on autopilot, and it's like, okay, if we're doing it for this one, we're going to go ahead and do it for this one because I don't want to have to get back up ten minutes later and do it again. Mm. So it um, makes me hurt. Yeah, but. Yeah. I mean, it's such a great experience, um, hard, but I mean, amazing experience, twins.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it's the moms that I see with triplets, I'm like, oh my gosh. Sweet I, baby Jay. Yeah. I, that is a power that I just, I don't know, I mean, it, but it's like, it's just, if you're in that situation, you just, you gotta get it done, so Yeah, you can get it done. Yeah. Um, It's not, I mean, it's not always fun, but there are more times it is fun, you know, so.
1: Well, I will say, I mean, obviously I wasn't there taking care of them when they were babies, but now, like, at five years old, Mm -hmm. they're fun. Yeah, they are. And Grayson is a ton of fun. Like, I I feel like the older Grayson gets, the more I'm like,
0: we're best friends. Yeah. (laughs) Like, we can (laughs) hang out. (laughs) Um, so and, the, I don't know. To me, the, those ages are fun. Yeah. And Gray has recently, like, developed this personality where he's a little more like, he, um, his humor it I mean, now there are times where his humor is, like, seriously like that, I mean, it's the humor of an eight-year-old. Yeah. But there are other times where his humor is, like, are you, where'd you get that from? Like, that, I mean, you could hang with, like, the, you know, yeah. the adults and, um, so...
1: Okay, so you have coffee every day, you give your kids affirmation mm-hmm. every day, Yeah, and you do your skincare routine every day. Yes. Okay. It's important. Yeah. Do you listen to Justin
0: Timberlake every day? I don't. I am <laughs> I mean, I know, like, I just don't, I haven't listened to him in a while, but I know when he comes back, I mean, I'm going to be, like, right there, you know, like, mm. his number one fan. Uh, yeah. Um. But I just, you know, kind of like on a little, like, hiatus from... JT, but. Well, he hasn't put out any music since Men of the Woods. Yeah.
1: So, fun fact Mm -hmm. you and I have seen JT three times in concert, almost four, (laughs) because the first time we saw him in Houston, he was in Dallas the next night. That's true. We came centimeters from driving to Dallas and Ben actually stopped us. Did he? Yeah. Ben told us no. Uh uh. Mm hmm. Ben was like, Rachel. I, apparently, I guess the tickets were expensive. Probably. Because you bought my ticket. Yeah. Wait, actually, right. you always bought my ticket.
0: Thank you for that, by the way. You're so welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I was able to give that. That's a great. I mean, yeah.
1: And uh, it was his future sex love tour.
0: Yeah. Which was uh, honestly,
1: I think that was the best out of the three. The best. Yeah. The best. Yeah. And um, so anyway, he was in Houston And then he was in Dallas the next night, and you were like, do you want to go? And I was like, yes. Uh, Yeah. And Ben was like, we cannot spend the money again. (laughs) I specifically remember the conversation. Ben was like, Rachel, we don't have the money. We cannot spend the money again. So we didn't go see him. But um, we have seen him three times. Uh, I still have my uh, JT's Dirty Dozen shirt. (laughs) Oh, yeah. From the 2020 tour. That was a good night. That was fun. That 2020 tour was great, um, and we went with ten of your friends. Wait, who? Which which year? It was his. It was the 2020 tour. His oh. album was the. I remember it was like 2020 Vision or whatever was That's the name of his right. album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But it was back in like 2014 or okay. something. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we went with like ten of your friends. Yes. And they made, made shirts because we so badly wanted to get on the jumbotron <laughs> and get a shout out. But we did get a shout-out. We did? Not from JT, but from the uh, DJ. The DJ. Yeah. 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 So, good times. We add that to our resume. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, my next question. What are... Have you read any books um, that have impacted you? Or, or
0: podcasting? Yeah. I mean, I've I've bought a lot of books where I'm like, I'm going to read, like, I've heard yeah. this is a great book, I'm going to read it, and then it's just sat there. It, like, the things I'm reading now are like third grade science and I'm like you know (laughs) freshening up on like you know math skills and stuff like that so um, but podcasts there I have one um, that's really good and it's um, Living Fully Living Life Fully Um, Mallory Irvin is Hmm. really good she's um, it's you know faith based but um, and she just talks about like you know you you make the life either if you don't want that life or you do want that life um you are in control and it's you know the decisions that you make and sometimes you have to say no and it's hard but um you know you're in charge and you're in control of your happiness and yeah um so i recommend okay we'll add that in the show notes um and then my last
1: question is what's something about you that may surprise people um
0: I love to box like yeah it's just a great exercise I mean I haven't done it in a while but it's like my favorite form of like physical fitness activity Mm -hmm. um plus you just get so much like it's also therapy yeah you know (laughs) um so I love that um I shave my face. What? What? Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I don't do it daily, but like I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, It's just called like dermaplane. You get a dermaplane and they go in with a razor and they, so they shave your face and it gets like all of the dead skin and the peach fuzz um, off of your face so that your product, your skincare can like actually absorb into your skin. and Got it. Um, and it just makes your skin feel like super soft so you're not taking Ben's razor and no but I could like there are women that actually are like I want to do this on a daily basis and so they'll get just like a razor and they'll like put some like some sort of lotion or something on their face and they'll like shave it and I mean there there's um, oh yeah it's, it's a whole world out there of that <laughs> oh my stars <laughs>
1: okay yeah. I didn't I knew you liked a box I did not know you shaped your face yeah um and then yeah that's probably it okay well um thanks Rachel for taking time I mean I know y'all y'all have only been in town since what for like two days <laughs> no, no it was fun so this was good thanks for coming over and taking time to do this and um thanks for just saying yes and
0: absolutely not just
1: cuz i'm your sister but right. yeah. cuz i know you would have told me no if you didn't want to do it right um but seriously thank you for for saying yes and i know this was not something that's just easy for you to travel back down this road and yeah. and talk through so um i'm honored that you would say yes to do this on this grass it
0: was nice and i love you a lot love you love you leah thank you for being here (laughs) (laughs) thanks leah our studio audience thank you for being here today
1: (laughs) hey y'all thank you so much for listening with us today as always we hope you leave with encouragement in your heart and a breath of fresh air in your lungs if any of these conversations have inspired you we ask that you please share this podcast with your community of people and pass on the goodness and if you don't mind taking just a quick minute and leaving us a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast we would so greatly appreciate the love thanks and we'll see y'all again soon here on get up girl